1: 225-274-1607, or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us we look forward to hearing from you be blessed now as you listen to god's word all for today master
0: savior i have come to seek you we thank you god that there is none like you that you are absolutely incredible And we ask God today that you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our lives, that you would change us, that you would transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a really powerful series we have had this month. You're not going to say amen. I'm going to just keep saying it till you do. I said, what a really powerful series that we have had this month. It's been an awesome series, but I truly believe it's life changing and has and will continue to be for so many people. The way we came into this month, we're going to believe that we're going to go out of the month completely different. That we're not going to be, every time we come to church, incidentally, you should believe that you're going to come in one way and leave another way. We're not talking about coming in happy and leaving depressed. You know what I'm talking about? We're talking about coming in with just all the cares and the concerns and just leaving with a renewed confidence a renewed hope, just a renewed blessing, a spring in your step and just the blessings of God And, and we're just really believing that and how awesome that we're coming out of this series and then the next week is Easter. That's the weekend that changed everything. And we're just so excited and just as we said, just really building to that. So I just want you to know something though. From the beginning of this message today, it's a two-parter. We're not going to get it all accomplished today. I'm just going to say that from the beginning today. So you need to be back here Wednesday night. So that means for some of you, you need to make plans to be here Wednesday night. For some of you, that means you need to change your plans to be here with us, or maybe both. You need to make and change plans, but you need to be here with us as we conclude this message. So where have we been this month? We're talking about hashtag denial, and the reality is this, it's really me, not you. We like to think of it the other way around, it's their problem, it's because of them, but the reality is in hashtag denial, the problem is us, not other people. And we're coming to the realization of admitting and saying, God, I've got areas in my life that are not given over to you. I've got areas and issues of my life that are not taking me and not bringing into my life what should be there. So we looked first at worry. We addressed worry. We discovered that worry is literally the sin of distrusting the promises of God in your life. The sin of distrusting the promises and the power of God in your life. Come on, then we tackled fear. Remember that one? Come on, Pete spoke an incredible message and talked about that so many times we live in our emotions, we live in our soul instead of living in the Spirit. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, come on, there is liberty, there's freedom, there's release in our lives. Then we talked about unforgiveness. Come on, how many remember that? Come on, that's a tough one, wasn't it? That was a... Tough thing because, man, what did they do to me? But we realize that it's not necessarily what they did to you, it's what you're still allowing them to do to you. And how unforgiveness is such a limiting factor, an anchor of your life that will stop you from fully entering into everything at God. Then we saw bondage. I mean, the bishop, he preached a message on bondage. And he talked about this, are you ready? That we're free, we've just got to start walking in that freedom. Come on, Jesus doesn't have to do anything more. He's already done it. We've just got to walk in that freedom. Come on, I wish that someone would say amen in the house today. I mean, are you alive today? Come on, come on, come on. Shout amen in the house. Come on, we're alive in the house. And then last week, what do we say? Turn to your neighbor and say, hi, I'm insecure. Come on, we, we hit insecurities. The massive subject of insecurities. And I'm telling you, I was kind of shocked when I even prepared... For the message, how many things really are insecurities in my life? Anyone shocked by that? We just kind of blew them off and thought that's just who we are and what we're going to be. So many things and issues that we take on that have become part of normal behavior. But God wants to change our behavior so we can have a different outcome. Come on, if a kid's always getting in trouble in class, guess what needs to happen? A change of behavior. If there's no change in behavior, there's going to be an F on the report card. So come on, we need to be successful in our lives. We need to change. We don't need to be complaining about the problems. We need to look to the problem solver who's going to bring us through. We all have insecurities. But last week, through God's Word, we realized and discovered how we can isolate them and how we can control them in our lives. And instead of them controlling us... Come on, we can pray, we can give it to God, we can trust God, and we can know who we are. So it's been a great journey of freedom. Follow up on podcasts. If you have not got the app on your phone for podcasts, download it. It's a free app for podcasts. When you go on there, you can search on the search part portion heart Seeds family life church pastor philip pimlock philip pimlock something like that and it's going to come up and save that and every time we post a new podcast it's going to automatically come to your phone and you're going to be able to have access to those go online get cds come on we have cds every week does anyone ever take any of the cds anyone take any of the cds come on we want you to grab them free of charge take them If there's five, ten left, wait till the end. If there's ten left, take every one of them and just put them on people's cars. Just give them out. Just listen to them and just throw it out there because we want to get the word out about what God is doing. So today we're going to continue, as I said, the series. And I'm going to actually talk on a subject that you really don't hear much spoken and taught about in the church Today And that by no means belittles the subject and means it's not important because it is very important. But a lot of people steer away from it because it can be a controversial subject. And I don't think there's any controversy when God's Word says what it says. Come on, the controversy is when we doubt and we question God's Word. But when we live according to God's Word... We know the truth, and the Bible says it's the truth that shall make us, set us free, that we can walk in freedom. So, today we're going to talk about this subject choice, not curse. Choice, not curse. Today we're going to deal with what I'm calling, and I believe God's word shows us, we're going to deal with the lie of generational curses. As a child of God, it's not a curse. It's not something that we need to take on our life. But unfortunately, like many doctrines, and a doctrine is a standard. It's something that we need to realize for our life and our spiritual life to move forward. It's a truth that we need to have in our life. And some doctrines like faith, some doctrines like prosperity, some other doctrines, they've been so mistaught in the church today that what people tend to do is they steer away from them. But as a result of stealing away from them, then the people miss out in the power of faith, in the power of prosperity. And so many of these things, I think, have been taught wrong. And one of the greatest wrong teaching is that they're just teaching just that. The Bible says we've got to have a balanced diet of the entire counsel of God. So we've got to have every part so we can be complete in God. If you're at the gym and you're just working out one part of the body, guess what? It's going to be, you're going to be... This portion, you, You're going to look crazy. Come on, you're going to have an arm that's out here and everything else is going to look puny. You, you're going to be out of whack. You're going to look silly. God did not die for us to look silly and for us to live out of whack. God died for us to be healthy in every part and every portion of our lives. So due to misinstruction and misteaching, a lot of people are believing and living a lie. So today we're going to go to straight to God's Word. You can dispute what I'm going to say, but we're going to take it straight from God's word today. We're going to go to the truth and we're going to see what God's word says. And today I'm going to lay some groundwork. You may say, where's he going with this? It's going to make sense because we're just really setting the scene today of where we need to go and the foundation that we're going to. So here's the scripture we're going to start with, Proverbs 20, 20. Proverbs 20, 20 says this from the New King James Version. It says this, Whosoever or whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out into obscure darkness. His light will be put out into deep darkness. Think about that. A lamp. Has the implication or thought of that which illuminates or directs us. Have you ever been in the dark and you take out a flashlight? What does it do? It illuminates so you can see where you're going. So the lamp that's been spoken about here is the illumination and the direction for our life. So what happens? Whoever curses his father or his mother loses light, loses direction, loses their way in life let me paraphrase it this way because the word "cursed" there literally means disrespects or dishonors so the paraphrase to that says those who disrespect and dishonor their parents will lose direction in their life my god that would preach right there yeah. come on parents should be shouting in here come on but you got to remember this you're a child of someone else too parents so we've got to watch there. Those who disrespect and dishonor their parents will lose direction in their life. The Message Bible uses a word that I'd never heard before. Maybe you are. You're smarter than me. I'm sure Pete's heard this. Pete just reads the dictionary for fun. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's just to, Look what it says in the Message Bible. It says, anyone who curses father and mother extinguishes light and exists benighted. Anyone heard that word before, benighted? Benighted. It's not like talking about knighting someone that they are knighted. I never heard that before. Bobby, your son said he's heard it, Rob, so I guess he's, he's good. That's great. But it means this. Are you ready? That we find ourselves to be benighted means not knowing right from wrong. Not knowing right from wrong. Literally an ignorance in our life. So anyone who curses his father or mother is going to put their life into a state of jeopardy, into a place of benighted, a place of ignorance. So let me ask you a question today. Are you ready? From God's word, it's not a trick question. True or false? Because of the wrong response of the child to their parents, can their life be affected? True or false? It's true. It's true. We just read that. Their life can be affected. So the answer is true. So something that's out of the control of the child, yet fully still in their control, can change everything. And I want you to hold that thought. And I want us to take one step further back if we can. Because I read things like that, and I ask myself this question, why would a child curse their parent? Why would a child want to live dishonorable, disrespectfully, To their parent. What would make a child do that? Especially when we read verses like this. Deuteronomy 5 verse 16. Honor your father and your mother. As the Lord God has commanded you. Look at this. That your days may be long. And we're not just talking about long days being drug out. We're talking about health, prosperity, blessing, peace, joy, just fullness in your lives. And it will be well with you. Come on, it's going to be well with you in the land which your God has given you. This is a promise that God has given His children. Yes, the children of Israel, but it's a promise still for each today. So obviously, there's a number of reasons why a child would want to dishonour, disrespect, curse. But I believe it's not a decision that they just wake up one day and say, I'm going to do. It's a decision, I believe, that has come as a result of a continuance of lack of support, input, direction, help and strength from the parents. So here's what I believe, why a child, my perception of why a child would disrespect, curse, curse, dishonor their parent is because of the failure of the parent or the parents to fulfill the God-given obligations and responsibilities that God has placed upon them. In other words, not to protect our children. In other words, not to shield our children, not to nurture our children, not to watch after and care for, not to train, not to educate and not to love our children. Look at this scripture, Ephesians 6 verse 2 through 4 says this, honor Your father and mother, there it is again, young people, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. What is the promise? You'll have a long life and you'll be blessed in the land. Verse 3, that it may be well with you, here it is again, and you may live long on the earth. Verse 4, here we are, and you fathers, come on, say with me, parents, come on, you parents do not provoke your children to wrath. But bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Parents, do not provoke your children to wrath. New Living Translation says, Don't make your children angry by the way you treat them. Don't make your children angry by the way you treat them. And here's why I've gone here. You ready? I'm just going to pull it all together right now and sum up my foundation, my introduction today. Here's where we're going with this thought. Are you ready? The choice of the parent affects the child. Okay, as parents, come on, we need to realize that what we see and what walks in us is going to run in our kids. Because it's always going to go a step further. And unfortunately, whatever levels we have, most of the time our kids always come in under us. So what do we do? We lift our level. We lift our standard and therefore their standard goes up. So the choice of a parent affects the life of a child. But is that a curse? Because that's how it's been labeled today in most church settings. That's a curse. It's the beginning of a generational curse. Is that a curse or is that an effect of choice? Is it a choice or is it a curse? I believe for those who are saved by God, it is a choice, not a curse. Look at the word curse, if we could, from the dictionary and what it says. The dictionary says this, curse means to bring evil or harm on to trouble greatly or to torment. Therefore, a curse or being cursed literally means this, to find yourself in a position out of your control. A place you cannot break free from, even if you desire to. There's a curse, there's a stronghold, there's an oppression upon you that you cannot break out of. So literally it implies this, that you are being controlled by something else. That thing, that it, is controlling your life where it overrides you and it overtakes completely your life. Now you may say, Pastor, that's extreme. But that's where it's going. It may not be there right now, but I'm telling you, that's where it's going in your life. You may say, oh, it's not really that. Yes, it is. We need to start calling exactly what it is, exactly what it is. We need to start realizing this. So being cursed literally means you are powerless to do anything except comply to that. That you're giving into it. I guess that's just how it's going to be. It's not my choice That's just how it's going to be. And then we add generational to that, which means what? It's then going to be passed from generation to generation, and it's not stopping with you. That's the thought. It's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. So here's how it plays out. Generational curse. Here's how it plays out. Here's the idea or the wrong teaching, I believe, of generational curses. And that is this. If your grandfather and father are alcoholics, then you're just going to be an alcoholic. If your grandfather and father were liars and cheats, then that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life. My God, there's nothing more that the enemy wants for you to hear that, to begin to look at your life and say, there's no hope for my life. I want to tell you right now, Jesus died to give you hope and freedom for your life. That's not what the cross is about. That's not what salvation is about. That I have to live a life now by the choices I haven't made for myself. Come on, you've got to hear this truth today. You need to hear... This truth today, you are not destined for the same fate that your parents chose because you are fully powerful, not powerless to do anything about it. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the Spirit that dwells inside of you. And I'm telling you, what that means is that my kids are going to have the same fate, and their kids, and it's going to go on. And it's going to go on and it's going to go on. I cannot believe for one second that my life is now the sum total of decisions that other people have made. And now I have no choice what's going to take place in my life. My life has been determined without even me having a say if that's what I believe. That it's a curse that's upon my life. Remember what we read in Proverbs 20, 20? The parents' actions affect their children. Remember that children curse because and... But guess what? That's a choice that they choose to make, not a curse. It's a choice we make based on the wrong information. Not a darkness, ignorant force upon them for the future. Listen, you've got to realize this. God has not put a darkness or an ignorant force upon you for your future that now is not yours. Yes, parents have been really wrong, but it's still a choice that we choose to make, just like offense. Come on, offense is not something that's given. Offense is something that's received. Well, they did that to me. Well, you chose to accept that. Well, you don't know what my parents did. We understand that. We're not belittling that, but you still have the choice not to react and respond in the wrong, deceived way. Is it wrong to feel cheated and wronged for perhaps the examples that your parents and those around you have done? No, I don't believe it It is wrong to feel cheated for that. But that still does not make your response warranted, that you now accept that as your fate and as your life. I know this is tough today, but I really believe that the truth needs to be told and we love you enough to tell you the truth. Because too often a generational curse becomes a hand someone has been dealt as an excuse. It's an excuse for their life. It's not my fault. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that many times. Are you ready for this one? It's in my genes. Maybe in your genes, but not the G-E-N-E. It's in the J-E-A-N-S ones. Come on. It's in your genes because it's you that's making the choice, but it's not in your genetic code. Did you get me with that? So maybe it is in your genes, but ask for the spelling, please, like the spelling bee. Can I have a spelling of that? Can I have the... It's not part of me, and it's definitely not who I am. As a child of God, that's not who you are. May I remind you today, you've been bought with a great price. And that price in the ransom... That anything has against your life, he paid for it once and for all. Come on, he doesn't have to die again because he paid the price once and for all. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Come on, stop there. God's redeemed you. Christ has bought you back. Come on, He's purchased you with your blood. Why haven't become a curse for us? For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Crucifixion was deemed as a curse to be crucified. Christ became our curse, He became our substitute. He took the place for each one of us so that we can live in freedom. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles, not just the Israelites, his people, but upon mankind, period, he became a curse so the blessings of God could be poured out onto mankind that we might receive the promises of the Spirit through faith. Meaning what? It's all possible to you through what Jesus did on the cross. And if you are living not like that, it's not a curse, it's your choice. It's your choice. So therefore, through salvation, by salvation, let me go on the record to say this. Every effect of a curse upon your life, upon your family, is broken in the name of Jesus. Come on, by his shed blood, we are no longer victims. We are victors in Jesus Christ. No, we can't change our past. But we can give him our past. And that changes everything. And then we can be guaranteed of this. Our future is in him. I can't begin to imagine what some of you have had to endure in your lives. I know more stories than most in here because I get the privilege to be able to talk with and counsel and help many people. And I hear the horror stories of what people have gone in their life. Some of the things that people have been subjected to should not be. It's wrong. It's sin. It's that which turns the very heart of God. I know for me, I thank God, I had an awesome, Godly example from my parents to spend a couple of moments with my parents, and you'll know who they are. What you see is what you get. They lived that constantly. The example of the life. My grandfather was ridiculed in our town. He was called crazy because he sought the favor and the blessing of God, he sought the gifts of the Spirit. They knew there was more. He left organized religion, if you want to say that, because they knew that they were hungry for the moving and the operation of the Spirit of God. They wanted the evidence of speaking in other tongues. They wanted to live in the fullness of God. And people labeled them as crazy as a result. But I'm so thankful that he took a stand. And that's my heritage and that's what I came from. But listen to me, wherever you're at today, any curse that someone has labeled upon your life, any generational stronghold that's been wrongly labeled today, I'm telling you right now, is completely broken when we ask for forgiveness and we repent before God by His grace and His mercy. What we've got to do, though, is we've just got to learn to walk anew. We've got to renew our minds, the Bible says daily. We've got to refuse to live any longer by a lie. By his blood, there is no reason for anything to control and manipulate your life. There is complete freedom available in him. What has this whole series been about? It's really me. It's not everyone else. It's been about taking ownership of the issues and the struggles of our life and realizing I'm the one that's making the wrong choices. I'm the wrong... Oh, they may have done that, but you know what? That's not what I'm going to be judged on. I'm not going to be judged on what others did to me. I'm going to be judged on my response to their actions and what I have chosen to do as a result of that. Well, I can't do that, Pastor P. You and God can do anything. You see, it's through relationship that changes everything. That God will give you the strength. Because God's word says when you're weak, come on, I can be at my strongest in your life. I can be there to help you and to bring you through. And we've been identifying hopefully those things and realizing through 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Remember God's not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love. and of a sound. God's not put a curse. God doesn't allow a curse to come upon our lives. Oh, we love to make the excuses. We love to blame others. And maybe at times we feel that we have just reason to do so. But the truth is this. Come on. You need to write down this today. Are you ready? You need to write this down. Here's the truth. The curse is brought upon us not through generations, but through choice. It's not by others. It's by us. It's by you. It's by me. Every stronghold, as I said, has been broken so you can help it. Come on, you're busy writing, you weren't listening. I said, every stronghold has been broken, so you can help it. Well, I can't help it. I can't change that. Come on, you're a prime candidate of life, surrender to God, so he can change everything. As Christians, as followers of Christ, there is no such thing as a generational curse. And it's not only broken for your life, but I'm telling you right now, you break it for your children and you break it for your children's children and your children's children. Come on, we are breaking every stronghold and every lie for the enemy and it stops with us. Come on right now, it doesn't matter what's going on before, it's stopping right now because we are now free in Christ Jesus. Yes, you know, you've got to realize this and please understand. There's definitely habits that we learn and tendencies that we see. If we're in the wrong environments, we pick up that. That can become our default mode. Pete was talking about that. He witnessed his dad as an alcoholic drinking all the time. But Pete, he became that. That was where he was before God saved him. But he will be the first one to tell you he knew what he was doing when he chose to take a drink. It wasn't because of what his dad did that now he had to do that. He still had the power to choose, but because of the lifestyle he saw, it was easy for him just to accept that as his lifestyle because of the tendencies and the habits. Why? Because we're the product of our environments, but we've got power to change that, and we can relearn, and we can see. That's why church is so powerful, because you can be around other people that can be the right role model, that can teach you the right thing, and that God can change their life. Come on, it's not a genetic thing. It's sin. Come on, people say alcohol is a sickness. It's not a sickness, it's a sin. It's a sin and the remedy is still the same, the blood of Jesus. Come on, it's the blood of Jesus, period. So with sickness, curses, strongholds. They're not sicknesses, it's a wrong disposition. It's us in the wrong place. But through Him and in Him everything changes. What's that saying out there, remember? Monkey See? monkey do. So you're in the right environment. I'm sorry, I've got to apologize right now. Some of Judah's dance moves that he's bringing are me. Come on, I'm just white when it comes to dancing. Come on now. I know i got soul when I preach. I know i got some, but I am just white when it comes to dancing. Come on, I need you to pray for me. Come on, that's one of the things in my glorified body. I just, I just want to be able to move. I just want to be able to shake it a little bit. I just want to get down a little bit and look cool doing it, not look like every bone in my body is disjointed and I'm like... So, as we see, we copy and we mimic, but again, that's not a curse. It's still a choice. Still a choice that we make. So, let's look at more scripture today. Are you with me today? Come on, Ezekiel chapter 18. In fact, the whole chapter 18, read it when you get home. This is like talking all about generational curses. It deals with the thought of it being broken. It shows how each generation is responsible and suffering for their own sin. And Ezekiel even goes through three generations. Three generations to show the effects of how it's broken in our life. Because God is many times referred to as a three-dimensional God. In the fact of He's the God or generational God. He's the God of Abraham what? He's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Ezekiel it's showing that the thought is that it's passed on. Well, Ezekiel is just showing that that's not the truth. So we're going to start at the end, and we're going to go to the beginning. And I know that sounds crazy. It's my message. Just follow along. Are you ready? So verse 31 and 32, the last two verses of that chapter, I believe, it says this. Cast away from you all the transgressions, the sins, the wrongs, which have committed, which you have committed. And get yourself a new heart. And a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? 32. For I, God speaking, I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. I love that. Turn and live. In other words, you choose to move into the freedom that God has made fully possible for you. You choose that, you live. You choose that freedom because God doesn't want you to die. God doesn't want you to die lost. God doesn't want you to be bad. He wants you to turn and live. Now let's go to the beginning. Verse 1, are you ready? The word of the Lord came to me again. So Ezekiel's right and under the unction and the instruction of God. Verse 2, what do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and here's the thought, and therefore, because of what the fathers have eaten, notice that, now the children are what? They're affected by that. Remember where we started? But if you would note, what is the punctuation at the end of that verse? Is it a period which would normally go at the end to stop a thought? Is it an exclamation mark to kind of drive it home? No, it's not. It's a question mark. Why is it a question mark? I'm telling you why. Because God, in essence, is saying, what's wrong with you? Because you're continually trying to make excuses for what you are doing. Come on, this is what God is saying. Come on, God is saying, what's wrong with you? You're making excuses for something that is a choice that you are making. Come on, we can't control what's out of our control, but we can control what's in our control, amen? And that's our response, that's the decisions and the actions that we choose to make. Read on, verse 3. As I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer, come on, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. Come on, that's no longer truth for your life. Jump into Jeremiah 31 29, we see it again. In those days, you shall say, No more the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. New Living T- Translation says, The kids' lips are puckered up. It's like they've eaten sour candy. Come on, they're affected by what the fathers have done. Verse 30, are you ready? Hold on to your chairs, are you ready? But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man who eats sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. In other words, what I do, I'm going to suffer for. I don't suffer for what someone else has done. Come on now. Come on, this is straight from God's Word. We're not taking it out of context. We're not preaching a lie to you today. We're preaching the truth of God's Word. Come on, that means today you can't make excuses any longer for your sinful behavior. You can't blame God's judgment on your predecessors, on your parents and your parents' parents. Well, this is their fault. No, it's not their fault. Come on, we may suffer the consequences and effects of the sins that they have committed before us. But God's not punishing us for someone else's sins. God is punishing us only for our own sins. Therefore, we cannot use their mistake as an excuse for our sin. Each person is accountable to God for his or her own actions. And what does God say? No more. No more. No more. But what does man want to say? Oh, it's okay. You can't help it. It's not your fault. You're just like your daddy. You're just like your mommy. Come on, when people need to start saying that in your life, you need to put your hand in their face and say, No more. Come on. No more. I don't receive that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not even going to entertain that. No more. Because that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Poor guy, he's just doing the best he can under his circumstances. No, I'm rising above my circumstances because greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Come on now. Oh, it's so easy, isn't it, to blame everyone else and just say, well, it's their fault. See how that goes when you stand before God. And I'm telling you, you better get it right now because there's no second chances over there. Whose word are you going to choose to live by? God, whose word are you going to choose to live? Life? To me, it's a no-brainer because God's words are truth and life. John six sixty-three New Living Translation says, The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken, Jesus said, are spirit and they are life. they spirit and life. Jesus breaks every curse and he sets you free. You need to be back Wednesday night because we're just going to discover... The reverse of the curse, the reverse of the choice. We're going we're to look at how we can turn around what Satan has meant for evil in our lives and we can just throw it back in his face and that we can see our children prosper, our lives prosper and we can see the blessings that are not going to be generational curses but generational blessings. Come on, I believe in that. Come on, I believe in blessings that can be passed down because he talks about blessings that we can pass on to the next generation. So it's good stuff. Wednesday, you need to be there. Are you ready? Here's one thing: we're getting ready to close. We're getting ready to bring this to a landing today. Your freedom has been won for you through His blood. Your freedom has been won for you through His. This would have been a good message to preach Easter, man. I'm telling you, it's all about Jesus, isn't it? But every message is all about Jesus. Amen. He's the theme of the book. Amen. It's all about Jesus. It's no longer a curse that you are powerless against. God has given you the power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got the power. God has given you power. It's got soul inside. Just don't have the moves to go with it. God has given you power. He has given you love. And he's given you a sound mind. What is power? Are you ready? He's given you the ability to be victorious over that. What is love? It's forgiveness for your life. What is a sound mind? The ability that you have to make the right choices. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and reprogram our lives, renew our lives. We've got to ask God to change the way we walk the way we talk, the way we think and the way we live because it ain't a curse anymore, it's the wrong choices and we need to start making the right choices. One more scripture and this is going to blow you away. If there's ever a scripture that as a child of God you need to know outside of John 3.16, this is probably one of the top of the list. Are you ready? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Listen to me, you're a new bloodline. Come on, you're a new bloodline. Come on, in the natural, I carry the blood from my parents. But when you become a child of God, he says you're a new creation. Come on, take blood from me right now. It's the blood of Jesus that's flowing through my body right now. Come on, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Come on, I I hope I can get through this verse today. Come on, I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. When something passed away, that means it's dead. Oh, they've passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That means they're under. They're gone. They're no longer here with us. What does it say? Old things have passed away. I want you to see what that means. It means the old things that you have done are gone. And the old things, what? That have been done to you have been gone. Come on. Old things you've done or done by you and old things done to you are gone and all Things have become new. You are made new in Christ Jesus. Look at it from the New Living Translation. Are you ready? This means that everyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. And a new life has begun. Come on, if you received that? Stand to your feet in this house today. Come on, shout amen in the house.